This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 123. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer bot, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1984. Well, we've reached a point I've been debating about doing ever since I started this podcast. However, considering it's one of the most influential and popular sitcoms of the 80s, and certainly a milestone, I don't see how I can skip it. I will only mention the lead's name in the title. The Cosby Show premiered on NBC on September 20th, 1984 at 8 p.m. Meet Cliff, a.k.a. Pudding Guy, and Claire, Felicia Rashad, a well-to-do married couple. He's an obstetrician, she's an attorney, living in a New York City brownstone with their kids, college-age Sandra, Sabrina LaBeouf, high schooler Denise, Lisa Bonet, middle schooler Theo, Malcolm Jamal Warner, elementary schooler Vanessa Tempest Bledsoe, and adorable Rudy Keisha Knight Pulliam. As the show progressed and the kids matured, more characters were added. Jeffrey Owens plays Elvin, Sandra's boyfriend-slash-husband. Joseph C. Phillips plays Lieutenant Martin Kendall, Denise's husband, after a year in Africa with his daughter Olivia, Raven Simone, brought in as Pulliam, aged out of cuteness. William Thomas Jr. played Dabness, who was an older man engaged to Vanessa. Peter Costa and Dion Richmond played Peter and Bud, Rudy's friends. Carl Anthony Wayne II and Troy Winbush played Cockroach and Denny, Theo's friends. Claire's underprivileged cousin Pam, Erica Alexander, would later move in. Felicia Rashad's mother was a Pulitzer-nominated poet and playwright, her brother a jazz musician, and her sister the choreographer and actress Debbie Allen. Felicia graduated magna cum laude at Howard University before going on to the stage, Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death, The Wiz, Dreamgirls, Into the Woods, Jelly's Last Jam, Femme of the Ocean, and a Tony Nom, A Raisin in the Sun, winning a Tony and Drama Desk Award, and August Osage County. She did a few guest spots on TV prior to The Cosme Show, nominated twice for an Emmy. She made a few appearances on the show's spinoff, more about that in a moment, and was later a regular or recurred on the second Cosby series, Little Bill, voice work, The Cleveland Show, voice work, Do No Harm, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, Empire, David Makes Man. She got two more Emmy noms for guest work on This Is Us and one more for the TV movie of A Raisin in the Sun. Films include The Creed franchise, For Colored Girls, Good Deeds, and voice work in the recent Pixar film Soul. She got a wedding proposal from sportscaster Ahmad Rashad live on TV during an NFL pregame show. They divorced in 2001. Sabrina LaBeouf was only 10 years younger than Felicia Rashad when she auditioned for the role of Sandra, who was supposed to be 20. Also in the running for the role, Whitney Houston. 
When her character later had twins, Winnie and Nelson, referring to Nelson Mandela and his wife, 50 million people tuned in. LaBeouf went on to a recurring role as a bridge officer on Star Trek The Next Generation and voice work on fatherhood. She also does regional theater. Lisa Bonet's father was African-American and her mother Ashkenazi Jewish. Her exotic looks got her work in commercials by age 11. She had only been in a TV guest role in a music video prior to The Cosby Show. She was nominated for an Emmy for the role. Her character quickly became very popular, and when she reached college age, a spinoff was created for her, A Different World. However, Bonet became pregnant with singer Lenny Kravitz. Zoe would go on to be a singer, actress, and model. Also, Bonet appeared in risque scenes in the film Angel Heart, as well as doing a topless centerfold. So she was written out of the spinoff, eventually returning to the mothership. That didn't last. She was fired later for creative differences. Her showbiz work after that has been sporadic. There were films, Enemy of the State, High Fidelity, and recurring or regular roles on Life on Mars, The Red Road, and Ray Donovan. She has mostly become an advocate for various causes. Bonet started a long-term relationship with Jason Momoa in 2005. Getting married 12 years later, they have two kids together. Malcolm Jamal Warner was attending acting school by age 9. There were a few guest roles prior to The Cosby Show where he auditioned on the final day of a nationwide search. He would earn an Emmy nom for the role of Theo using the opportunity to kick off a career in directing, starting with music videos and TV episodes. During the show's run, Theo was diagnosed with dyslexia, which helped to explain his ongoing issues in school. Warner followed the show up with Here and Now, a failed sitcom. He would go on to The Magic School Bus, voice work, Malcolm and Eddie, acting, directing, and producing, Jeremiah, Listen Up, Sherry, Community, Read Between the Lines, American Crime Story, Major Crimes, Suits, Ten Days in the Valley, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Sneaky Pete, and is currently on The Resident. Warner won a Grammy for Best Traditional R&B Performance and published multiple albums. Tempest Bledsoe's first role was on The Cosby Show. She would go on to The Replacements, Voice Work, and Guys with Kids. She was hosting an eponymous daytime show by the mid-90s, as well as a Style Network series in 2010. That's about it, other than some guest spots and a run on Celebrity Fit Club. Keisha Knight-Pulliam was one of the youngest actresses nominated for an Emmy at age 6 for her Cosby Show role. She was already a veteran at that point, in a national print ad at 9 months, as well as a run on Sesame Street at age 3. During the Cosby Show run, she appeared in the film The Last Dragon. Other films, Beauty Shop and Medea Goes to Jail. Pulliam jumped into the reality show machine, Fear Factor, The Weakest Link, Celebrity Mole 2, The Apprentice, Celebrity Big Brother. By the mid-2000s, she joined the cast of House of Pain, a show she's still on. She was recently in the cast of Three Year Plan. Jeffrey Owen's father was a U.S. congressman while Jeffrey got involved in acting in school. He specialized in Shakespeare, creating a theatrical company and teaching it at Columbia and Yale. The Cosby Show is his first major role. He went on to a number of guest roles along with Built to Last. After being spotted working at a Trader Joe's in 2018, Tyler Perry gave him a role in the series The Haves and the Knots. Joseph C. Phillips had already had a run on Search for Tomorrow and Hot House prior to The Cosby Show. His character was written out along with Bonet. 
Phillips went on to regular or recurring roles on Port Charles, The District, General Hospital, Vanished, Without a Trace, The Young and the Restless, 13 Reasons Why, and a lot of guest spots. By the 2000s, he's become a conservative commentator. Raven Simone was working for Ford Models by age two in commercial ads. She auditioned for a role in Ghost Dad, but was considered too young at age three. A role was found for her on The Cosby Show as step-granddaughter Olivia and someone who could take over the cute kid work from the aging Pulliam. After the series ended, she went on to Hangin' with Mr. Cooper and got a record contract at age seven. Films followed The Little Rascals, Dr. Doolittle. There were TV movies and shorts for Disney, a voice role on Kim Possible, and then her own Disney series, That's So Raven. She was later a member of the Cheetah Girls franchise. Other TV series, State of Georgia, The Masked Singer, Blackish, Raven's Home, a sequel to That's So Raven, and Big City Greens, that's voice work. Simone was a host of The View from 2012 to 2020 and ran the game show circuit. William Thomas Jr. started on the stage, Godspell, Your Arms Are Too Short to Box with God, the original La Caja Fall, and then had regular or recurring roles on Frank's Place, Studio 5B, and Cop Rock prior to The Cosby Show. He went on to a run on The Bold and the Beautiful with films Mambo Kings, Bruce Almighty, and Christmas with the Cranks. Thomas just passed last year. This was Dion Richmond's first role. He would go on to regular or recurring roles on Getting By, Sister, Sister, and Teachers, as well as films Mo Better Blues, Scream 3, and Not Another Teen Movie. This was also Carl Anthony Wayne II's first TV role. He had appeared in The Last Dragon, but he would go on to a lot. Hall High, True Colors, Martin as Cole Brown, Rock Me Baby, The Evidence, Clunkers, The Game, For Richer or Poorer, One Love, Step Up High Water, Last Call, Fifth Ward, Young Dylan, and films Ed, The Breaks, and The Messenger. Troy Winbush has also had a long career in films, Bonfire of the Vanities, The Replacements, and dozens of TV guest roles, while recurring or irregular on Medical Investigation, Scandal, The Goldbergs, and The Wilds. Erica Alexander got a major role in the film My Little Girl while studying in her first acting class out of high school. She also appeared in The Mahabharata and The Long Walk Home prior to The Cosby Show. She immediately went on to Going to Extremes and Living Single as Maxine, other regular or recurring TV work, Judging Amy, Street Time, Heist, In Plain Sight, Last Man Standing, Bosch, Beyond, Black Lightning, Wu-Tang, and American Saga, and the upcoming Swimming with Sharks. Other films, 30 Years to Life, Deja Vu, Get Out. Alexander is also a writer. She did a graphic novel called Concrete Park and the season 11 version of the Buffy comic. Her production company released John Lewis' Good Trouble last year. ABC actually passed on The Cosby Show, which makes one wonder how NBC would have fared otherwise. Also, the Huxtables only had four kids to start until the show's star decided it would look good to have a successful college graduate. This is strange, as the original concept presented by the Pudding Peddler was that the family beat Blue Collar. He would do that in his later eponymous series. Rashad's character was originally going to be Dominican. She actually speaks fluent Spanish. With plans for her to go into Lucy-esque tirades, this was dropped prior to the pilot. The series was shot in New York City, a rarity for non-news TV of the time. 
It was an enormous hit in the top five for seven of its eight season, number one for five of them, reaching 4.6 on the Bazinga scale. The upstart Fox network would eventually fire back with Bart Simpson, moving to Thursday nights to directly compete with the series. The show veered into stunt casting over time, with celebrities ranging from Stevie Wonder to Tony Orlando to B.B. King dropping by the brownstone. Like most hit family sitcoms, grandparents were added as recurring players. Earl Hyman, who played Cliff's dad, was only 11 years older than the star, and Ethel Ayer, playing Claire's mother, was only 14 years older. The star's impact on NBC was immense. Even mocked by NBC chief Brandon Tartikoff, who cameoed on an episode of Night Court. He was saying how he calls the shots at the network when he's told there's a call for him from a Mr. Cosby. He replies, oh my God, the sandwiches, and runs out of the courtroom. There was only a single spinoff of the series, A Different World. Originally designed as a showcase for Lisa Bonet going off to the same school her fictional parents attended. That all went out the window when Bonet got pregnant, and we'll cover that show in more detail down the line. The series won a total of six Emmys out of 27 nominations, as well as three Golden Globes, two of them for the star. He removed himself from Emmy consideration. The Cosby Show was also a hit in syndication, with stints on TBS, WGN, Nick at Night, TV Land, and regular Monday through Friday broadcast TV in syndication. Everything ground to a halt in 2014 as information about the star's sexual assault cases came to light. Not a good look for America's dad. It was pulled from virtually all syndication as well as Hulu. Shockingly, it's still available on Amazon Prime Video. I can remember it well enough that I don't need to watch an episode. The theme changed versions each year in order to show the kids growing up. It's just a shame, although completely justified, that this hallmark of the 80s has been kicked to the curb. More of 1984's sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.